Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Outer Sanctum is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. Welcome to the Outer Sanctum's fifth quarter. My name is Emma Race and I am joined today by my sanctum and actual sister, Lucy Race. Hello, Lou. How are you? I'm really well. Hello, everyone. A few months ago, Lucy and I were sent a documentary to watch called I'm Not a Runner. It followed the journey of a group of women in South Australia, diverse in age, cultural background, life experience, as they trained for the New York Marathon. These amazing women were led by their trainer, Anna Liptak, and since we watched it, we've become quite obsessed with this story. It moved us both to tears and goosebumps. And today we are so thrilled to welcome to the Outer Sanctum, Anna Liptak. How are you, Anna? Hi, Emma. Thank you for having me on the show. Hello, Lucy. Thanks for joining us. We're so pleased to see you, Anna. Now, before we get into it, you are in South Australia, which has not been touched by COVID as much as a lot of other states have been. But just to kick it off, you actually were one of the first people to actually get COVID and you had it last year. How are you feeling? Well, I did get it, Emma. I was actually in Melbourne in March. I came over for the Australian International Documentary Conference and came home on March the 4th and had COVID and they wouldn't at that stage diagnose me because no one um, that hadn't been overseas couldn't be tested. So I was so sick for about a week or two weeks and finally they tested me and yes, I did have it. Since then, I have struggled with my illness, I guess. My fitness has definitely decreased. I've had chronic fatigue over the last year and a half and I've had other symptoms. My uh, heart's been scarred and my lungs have been scarred. They can't definitely say that that's from COVID, but they can't see why else I'd have a scarred heart or lungs. I'm still running, but I'm not running as well as I was before, whether that's because I'm two years older. It's, It's kind of that hard thing to know too, whether it's psychosomatic or it's real. It's like it's it's a really hard one that I've dealt with over the last 18 months. You're the first person I've spoken to who's actually had COVID. We wish you the very best with your recovery, given that you're such a fit person and you live such a healthy lifestyle and you're so committed to health and fitness. To think that you've struggled with your recovery so much, it's illuminating to just how scary it can be. Yeah, it is really scary. And I'm glad I was fit and healthy going into it because it certainly not be around a lot and still continues to. For me, it's been pretty debilitating. And before we knew anything about COVID was when you started this project for I'm Not a Runner. Can you tell us how it came about? Okay, so I've been a trainer now for 15 years and I have watched people transform 
their lives through fitness and health and taking on healthy habits through their life. I was at a movie one night and it was it was a great movie. It was about elite athletes and I'd taken some of my clients to it. But I walked out feeling pretty demotivated. It was so extreme that it was unmotivating to the ordinary person. And I'd say 95% of us are ordinary people. I, at that stage, had run over 20 marathons. But these elite athletes were doing things far beyond the reaches of myself and ordinary people. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just watch a movie about ordinary people achieving wondrous things? Because I see that every day. I'm so fortunate in my job that I see these wondrous things happen to people. And it's quite miraculous. I can't even say that word, but it's quite a wonderful (laughs) transformation, (laughs) (laughs) a transformation that you can see that happens to people. And um, I was taking 60 people over to New York that year to participate in the New York Marathon and many of these people hadn't even run two kilometres before and I thought wouldn't it be wonderful to document this journey and I approached a friend of mine James Wakeland who's in the broadcast industry and he loved it and said yes I'd love to be involved in it let's start it let's do it tomorrow and so we went out to the people who I was training the 60 of them and said this is our idea would you be involved A number of them said yes, and they started documenting their journey. So we then brought some camera people out to training sessions. They all documented at different stages through the training from the 2Ks up to 40Ks. And many, as I said, hadn't run before. So it was quite a vulnerable undertaking for them because, one, they didn't know if they could actually run, and, two, would they get to the marathon, and, three, would they be able to complete it? It was a complete unknown. So, yeah, that's how it eventuated. So, Anna, how did you manage to convince these people that this was a good idea? Because they've trained with me, a lot of them, for a long time, they really understand my how passionate I am about health and fitness and how passionate I am about beginners and that they can achieve these wonderful things and I'll believe in them. And I think once people have belief in them, they can achieve these wonderful things. So it's about sharing that belief. They believe and trust in me and I wouldn't set them up for things that they couldn't do. Because of that belief and trust that we have in each other, it was a really comfortable environment. There's one character, Namara Lee. She's a woman in the movie who has three children. She was quite housebound at the time, wasn't out at work and had a lot of anxiety and was holding quite a bit of weight. She really literally couldn't run 20 metres at that stage. So her first training session with me, she really didn't want to come out. She'd been convinced by a friend who'd tried to convince her for two years. So it really took her two years to actually get out of her comfort zone to come out. And she describes the first session that she just wanted to run away. We did one lap around the oval and she thought she was going to die and she didn't know how she was going to do this three times a week. But during the session, she remembers a point where I had her helping her do push-ups and she remembers me saying to her, you are so strong, you are strong. And she remembers going home from that session and thinking, yeah, I am strong, I can do things. And she just said that belief in her then just just took her and lifted her like wings, I guess, and and perpetuated towards a, a healthier lifestyle. For anyone who has stood alongside people who are doing a, a fun run or a marathon, 
you see these really inspirational moments, lots of families holding signs, holding young babies and signs that say, go mum. And there's kind of a unique challenge and opportunity and relationship that women are having with running. And I don't know if it's always been there, but it's certainly there at the moment. How do you witness the power of running for women? Yeah, I guess running's a really easy alternative to exercise because you don't really need anyone else. You just need your pair of shoes and you just need to head out that front door. So I started when my kids were very young and I, at that stage, would run at three, four, five o'clock in the morning because there was no obstacle. I, I just had to get up. Um, And I had to have the motivation to do that. But my husband couldn't stop me and my kids couldn't stop me because they were asleep. And I think once you start feeling good about yourself, you get these endorphins from running, even from a kilometre or two kilometre, that endorphins just fill you with this positive energy that perpetuates you right through the day and you take it across everything else. So it then goes into your relationships. It helps you with your life. It helps you with your job. And you become a much more positive person. And you know... When you're positive, so many more positive things come back to you. What have you witnessed running do for people beyond their fitness? Oh, it's totally changed people's lives. One of the characters, Marika, her husband left her with five children and he literally left her like with no money, no anything. And she had a part-time job, which was earning her less than $700 a week. So for five kids in a house and sending them to a school, I don't know actually how she did it. So with exercise and fitness, she basically got herself out of depression by moving. But by moving, that she then... It, transformed her life because she then found people who she was working out with in our group who then encouraged her to go and become a police officer at the age of 46 which was very difficult with five children but she did it because she felt so good about herself she transformed her life and she's now um, a police officer and a very fit and healthy one at that and a great role model for those children to show that you can get through obstacles in your life. There's thousands of other stories. I've been training people for 15 years now and I I can I can't even count how much it has changed people's lives. One of the women that you convinced to run this marathon and who's in, in the documentary is your mum. Can you tell us about her and what was that like? Well, that was really interesting. So my mum has trained with me for a few years. She's a single a woman, so she lives at home by herself. So when I talked to everybody, the group, about coming to New York, she really wanted to come because it's hard as a single older woman to go travelling by herself. So she saw it as a community to go away with, and I thought that's wonderful. And then she was convinced by the group that she shouldn't just come and watch, she should actually join in. And I saw it as an opportunity for me to train with my mum I've run numerous marathons now, but I thought this will be extremely special for me. It wasn't smooth sailing by any stretch of the imagination. We certainly had our um, rough ride through there. As you can imagine, my mum didn't quite like being bossed about by me. And, you know, we certainly did some training runs and some events leading up to the half marathon in Adelaide, which she found really hard. Um, And of course, you know, I'm, I'm 47, she's 73, so I can't even begin to imagine the pain or what she's experiencing in her body, because I don't think that generation actually talks about what they're going through, like our generation is tending to do more. So I now look at her and I'm just so pleased that we grabbed that opportunity. And mum was 73 when she undertook the marathon and she's now 76 and she knows now that she couldn't do it. So she's so pleased she did it while she could. 
So for her, she didn't really care if she made it or not. She just wanted to try. And if she had to go and catch the train in the middle of New York and catch the train to the finishing line, she was quite prepared to do that. But as we found out throughout um, the run in um, New York, and I probably knew before, she is actually very competitive <laughs> and there was no, no way that she was going to not do the marathon. So it was really lovely. And she is a very resistant character in the movie. And if it wasn't for me, there's no way she'd be in it. But she's a wonderful character in the movie. She had breast cancer in 2014. So I think you lose confidence in your body as you get older, but you also lose confidence when you have illnesses such as breast cancer. And I know I have with COVID, I've lost um, confidence and trust in my body. So she really shows that it you just have to give things a go while you can, because around the corner, you might not be able to. So take those opportunities while you can. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Kiara Bowers and you're listening to The Outer Sanctum. Some women can feel scared of going running because they may not feel safe doing it, as well as feeling insecure about whether they can make the distance or how their body will hold up. But thinking about your relationship with running, granted that you also had an experience in 2013 at the Boston Marathon where there was bombing, how's your relationship with running now and how has it changed? I have an interesting relationship with running. I guess because I've trained people for 15 years, I'm really um, one of those people that likes to run with other people. And people, you know, will find that I can be annoying because I can talk a lot while I run. And some people find that difficult to talk and run. I, I use it as a social medium as well. For me, I'd much prefer to go for a run with someone than to sit down and have coffee or dinner with somebody. I, I just... I get so much more out of that run. I think everyone has a different relationship with running because I know some people who just like to run solo and that's their thinking time. Some people like to run and listen to podcasts, but I seem to just go out the door and commit to my friends and go out with them. Can you tell us about the title of the documentary and how you got to that? Everybody that meets me, the first thing they ever say to me is, I'm not a runner. I got associated with running probably very early on in my training and people saw me as a running trainer. So I truly believe what we do in life is we excuse ourselves up front to everybody. I'm not a runner. I just jog. I just walk. And it really frustrates me that people have to say, I'm not a runner, but I'm running the New York Marathon, but I'm not running it. I'm, I'm just walking, jogging it. I'm not really running it. And it I'm told all the time that I'm not a runner. I've run 28 marathons now. And, you know, that's from people that I love. And they'll say to me, "How you know, you're, you're crazy telling people you're a runner. Well, I've run in the top 5% of pe- people in the world and I still get told that. And I think... I think we're set up in society a lot of the time to make us not feel so good about ourselves, that we don't not pretty enough, that we're not good enough, we're not fast enough, we don't look like the models that we see in the magazines. I guess uh, a juxtaposition to that, to say, yes, you are a runner and it doesn't matter how long you take. In fact, it's harder at the back of the pack because 
often those people are out there, well, they are out there the longest, they're out there for five, six, seven, eight hours. That's very brave to be going out on a run for that long when other people who are at the front are two, three hours. It's quite a negative title, but so many people resonated with it, including myself. You've come from a very athletically gifted family. Some of our listeners would recognise at least one of your brothers, Matthew Liptak, who played for Adelaide. What was it like growing up the sister of these athletically really gifted boys and men in, in the generation that you grew up? Well, it's interesting. That's an interesting question because I've really reflected over that over the last few months. So Matt was an AFL footballer, Danny was an Australian kayaker and Patrick was an Australian runner. Now, my dad, um, I guess, pushed the boys really into sport and focused a lot on sport. And we were athletically gifted. A couple of my brothers would say that I was probably the most gifted. So I had the most talent out of all of them. But my mum really wanted to encourage me into other areas such as music and theatre, which at the time probably, you know, I had teachers at school that said I was going to be in the Olympics in 1996 for running. But there was really no one to coach me. I guess maybe I didn't have the motivation either because I would have seeked it out. But in reflection, I think what my mum gave me was a beautiful gift to show me that I'm wonderful without having to be the best. And I think that's what this movie is about, is that you don't have to be elite to be extraordinary. You can be just who you are and you can be wonderful and amazing at that. And I think that's a beautiful gift from my mum. That's beautiful, Anna. Uh, You know, we're seeing particularly with AFLW this explosion of girls starting to, to play football and we talk a lot about you can't be what you can't see. And so for a generation of women, we didn't really think that football was an option. But for girls and women today, that's changing. Are you seeing a change in running and in other sporting pursuits? Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful about football. I think women are being acknowledged more for their athletic attributes. I think in society for a number of years, and it still happens today, that women are just looked at for their bodies and their sexuality. And that is slowly changing. It's still there in society. And unfortunately, I think social media is making it quite hard for young girls these days. Through this movie, we did some research and it shows that girls really stop sport at around 13 to 16. They start jiggling and they stop. Participation is what we need, people to participate. We need parents to get off the sidelines and stop watching their kids and stop yelling at them to win because winning, it's not all about winning. We just want them to be healthy. We want them to be fit. We want them to be confident. I've seen an outpouring of support for you on social media and The documentary just looks like it's been so well received. Well, it's actually been totally overwhelming, Emma, the response that we have had because we really didn't know. We we thought we had a lovely story, but we actually didn't know how it would resonate. I'm getting um, people writing to me every day with how how much people are resonating with the characters, how much they love the story, how much inspiration is providing for them, that they're recognising they're not old, they're not too old, that they can still do things, that they're recognising that they're not too big, that they're recognising they don't have to come first. It's been wonderful because really what I've taught to my clients or I, I attempt to teach them is to dream big, set some goals, and if your brain can think something, then then you'll find ways to get there. And I feel like I've really 
been able to do that through this movie, not only for them, but for myself. And being at the cinema and seeing these field audiences, the cinema rang me today and said, you're the top selling movie over the past week. And last week you had the most people in there. I mean, that's really overwhelming to um think that we just thought we had a tiny little movie now it's um, being recognised and it's going to New York in two weeks and the Australian Embassy are putting it on and we've had some big influences from overseas. Catherine Switzer who was the first lady to run the Boston Marathon, she's come on board and supporting it. We've got Jessica Trengrove who's right behind it, she's in the community and, and loves you know getting the community healthy and up and running, literally. It's overwhelming but I'm just so pleased that ordinary people is what people want to recognise. You know, 95% of the world are ordinary, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, and we never get recognised. We recognise 5% of the world all the time. And the rest of us are striving to be like them, but, you know, really that's not possible or we don't have the time or the place, but we can be. We can all be wonderful and know that we're wonderful by just setting ourselves up with challenges and and doing doing things. So yes, I, I um, am blown away and thank you for your support to Emma and Lucy to talk about the movie because the more we can spread the word, it's been a completely self-funded, independent movie. We've had no support from anyone else and I've had people contact me now from all around Australia saying, can we put it on? I've got some people in Melbourne who want to put it on the cinemas and Queensland and you know, people are like, this has got to go viral, like this is just amazing. So it's been a wonderful journey and a great platform for spreading the word of fitness and health. Not just that, it's the stories of women who are reflective of the women that we all are. And it's a really diverse bunch of women, women from really different cultural backgrounds, ages, people who've had different experiences in their lives, different socioeconomic groups and it's so rare for us to see that representation of women and also for them to really demonstrate the superhero inside of them. And, you know, it did occur to me, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, Anna, but when the documentary came to my inbox, it was because we have a mutual friend and and you guys were struggling because you weren't getting the support that you needed and you did have to finish it by, you know, looking for $2 coins down the back of the couch. And 10 minutes in, I was already in tears and I knew that this was a really special story that lots of people had to see. And what it reminded me of is that my favourite movie in the whole wide world is Dirty Dancing. And that was written and produced by some women who took it around to dozens of studio heads who were all men and none of them understood it and they all passed on it and it was just this Mm. one lowly video distribution company that went with it and it's now like this ridiculously high-grossing phenomenon because people don't value women's voices in the space and the the people in power don't kind of recognise the power of women's stories and Mm. so that's where I feel that this story it will speak so greatly to the people who listen to the Outer Sanctum and to, to all women. I really felt like I saw a version of every woman I know in this movie and and it's and it's really teaching you that we can just step by step, we can all achieve something pretty incredible. And I can't thank you enough for putting in the hard work to bring that to the screens. I think it's a real message of positivity and aspiration, inspiration, but also sisterhood and and it's uniquely Australian. There's nothing 
jingoistic about it. The women are just so real and so raw and you are so, so beautifully supportive throughout the whole thing and we just congratulate you so much. We can see it nationally on on SBS, is that correct? Thank you, Emma. All of those comments really hit home to my heart and it's everything that we hoped it would be, so thank you for that. In fact, I've got a little bit emotional with all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's being um, broadcast on SBS and we're very excited about that. So the 6th of November at 4.30 Adelaide time, 5 o'clock Melbourne time, and that's the day before the New York Marathon on the 7th of November. People can stream it now too. People around the world are now watching it, which is Great. fantastic. So people can follow you on Instagram and click on the link to find the stream and then um, just pay as they go. Is that correct? Yes, and it's only $5 to watch and rent it for a week. So we've made it affordable too, we hope. That's fantastic. Anna, Brilliant. thank you so much for joining us and congratulations. Thanks, Anna. Thank you to you both for having me. It's been a pleasure. Here at the Outer Sanctum, you know we believe in the power of platforming women's voices and stories. Comedian and broadcaster Jo Stanley has an all-women's radio network called Broad Radio, which features our very own Shelley Ware. Jo is launching a campaign to crowdfund an app for easy access to Broad Radio. She wants Broad in everyone's pockets. We urge you to support Broad and Jo Stanley if you can. Uh, Have you got the information on that, Lucy? Yes, you can get information on how to support Broad via Instagram at broad underscore radio. Get on it. (laughs) 